Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Episode four. Kicking, a, kicking us off with a pretty good song, by the way, Scott. Here we Not are, a bad choice. Good. If you guys Breaking noticed, this. we're letting it play out a little bit longer than usual. <laughs> Breaking into the 2000s. It, we're two th- so yeah, last week we're we were 90s. 90s. Last yeah, we're, week we were 90s. We're, we're into the 2000s. We're past the 90s. Man, that's, uh, that's a good... That's a good little flashback. Right I'm loving there. it, man. I'm loving it. It's a good, it's a decent, it's a decent flashback. I appreciate that you chose that song. If you don't mind me doing, I'd like to, I'd like to flashback a little more. All right, what do you got? About to hit you with a stat. Okay. So, oh. well, before I hit you with a stat, you can answer a question for me. Who has been the best team in baseball just this whole season? The Cubs. Yeah, the Chicago Easy. Cubs, of course, of course. They uh Softball. they got a they got a pretty a pretty awesome Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, well, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to him later. <laughs> Chicago Cubs, pretty cool, pretty cool win number just this past week. They they Honeys. got they yeah, they got to hundred wins. Now did a little bit of research. Now this is my flashback here. Okay. In the past thirty years, there have been there has been okay. in the past thirty 30 years, there have been, oh, been 28 100 win teams. Okay, okay. 28 in 30 years. One so, season. Yeah, so a couple seasons didn't have any. A couple seasons had several. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's been 28 teams in the past 30 years. What's going, question? Going back to 86. How many of those 100 win teams have won the World Series? What's your gut um, reaction? A few. So What's your gut 20, reaction? There's definitely a few that have won. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm they're the best teams. Zero. They're like the co- no. It is not question. zero. That'd be that. That's a um, that's a dumb answer. You know, I know, zero. I know. The winningest team in baseball history was the Mariners, and they, I think won 114 games. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't win that season. They, they lost did not. to the Yankees. Um, Ah, twenty eighteen. So I would say out of twenty eighteen, five. five, five. Gotta go lower, man. Lower, lower than five. Three, three. Hundred win teams for World Series. Three and twenty five. So those are the number one seeds in the playoffs going in, and then you say three have won. So that's what like twenty five percent of the time. Not nine. No, way, way, way lower. Yeah, way less. Three and twenty five. So they were the so two. What you're saying is that the MLB playoffs is a crapshoot. Playoffs, not. First of all, first oh, of all. Playoffs. 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 Playoffs are a whole nother animal. It it doesn't uh, matter what sport it is. It the, all the all the regular seat, whether it's 162 games or whether it's 16 games, <laughs> it's all about just making it to the playoffs because it may as well be a whole nother season. And I just thought it was an interesting stat. Now, does it mean anything for the current Chicago Cubs? Absolutely not. Of course it doesn't. It's an antiquated stat. Who cares? However, I think it's interesting. Those teams were the 2009 Yankees under Girardi. Yeah. That's, um, that's the 1998 Yankees, Joe Torre, the man. Torre. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I'm not even a Yankees fan, obviously, but you got to say Torre, one of the best managers in baseball. And uh, the 86 Mets. So they were the 100-win teams. Um, to win, uh, to, to win that was Buckner. Thanks, Buckner. That was that was Buckner. Um, Hundred win teams to win 
the World Series. I just, I was so shocked that the number was so low. Thought it was interesting. Now, again, it was so said. This is basically th- saying all the teams that make the playoffs, you might as well flip a coin. Everybody has a chance. Everybody, everybody, everybody has a chance. Man, I'm going to use a lot of them, Scott. Yeah. So you better be, you better be. You're, ready. you're quick on this. Yeah, I'm getting a little better. We don't produce it yet, so we're a little low budget for that. Well, I mean, you know, it's okay. No. It's all right. It's pretty. It's not Sean's bad. in charge of the soundboard, so it's not bad. We'll we'll mess around with it a little bit. Um, so what else about the playoffs? What do you got? What else about the playoffs? I mean, Nats have clinched. We haven't had that. We were at two games, and you know, clinching, awesome. Strasburg will not pitch in the NLDS. No, he will not. Not awesome. Um, Gio got hit pretty hard. Not awesome. Wilson Ramos tore his ACL. Not awesome. Wilson Ramos tore an ACL. Oh, no! That's the worst thing. I was cussing out loud during work, and everybody was like, what is going on? It's it's a whole other deal, man. I'll, I'll tell you. That's, that's one of the worst things I've heard. Um... I'm almost more torn up about Wilson Ramos not being able to play in the playoffs than Steven Strasburg not being able to play in the playoffs. I I agree. It's, I think that's very I agree. fair. I agree. Well, because I feel like Ramos has been just more important to the Nats lineup, particularly you know in the past two three months when Strasburg's you know he Strasburg was unreal. Strasburg was unreal. You know his he went whatever eleven and zero. Yeah, and yeah, then he just easy. sort of he just sort of shut it down. Um, and another cool thing about Ramos is that it was so unexpected. Yeah, you know nobody expected a catcher. You know you pay well, you pay a, a cat you pay a catcher to catch, not to hit. Man is in a contract year too. He's not gonna he's not gonna do anything now. It's gonna be hard to, to get that man a contract. Yeah, he the guy hit so end the season now with a three oh seven batting average. In 131 oh, games, which I feel like that's a lot for a catcher. You know, yeah, nowadays your catchers are taking, it seems like they're taking rests every couple days. Ramos going 131 games and still with, you know, when he went out, there were just about 10 games left. So I think that's something special. I hope he turns it around, man. I really do. I hope the Nats give him a big contract and he's our catcher for the next five, six years. For sure. He deserves it. So the guy filling that role for the Nats as they as they, as they they enter the playoffs. Lobatone. Okay, Lobatone. Which, you know what? Yeah, he's not he's not Ramos. If you want to call him the poor man Wilson Ramos, that's okay. However, last 30 games he's got, he's had... Uh, or I'm sorry, not not last thirty games. Last thirty days. Easy. What? What are you? What are you gonna? What are you about to tell me right now? Last thirty days. What? No, keep keep feeling. He's had. So he's had. Keep feeling. He's had uh, seven abs, and he's hitting four thirty one. He's seven for seven abs in the last thirty days. Yeah, he's got. He's got. Uh, yeah, he's doing. You know, that's all right. I'm cool with that. Oh no, I'm sorry. Seven games, seven abs, sixteen at bats. Um. Right. And he's hitting four thirty eight. Last thirty right. days. Well, hopefully he's the Daniel Murphy of the Mets in the, in the last year. We'll I see, because it doesn't even look like it's not even going. It, uh, it doesn't just, even seem like Daniel Murphy is going to be the Daniel Murphy for the Nats that he was all year. Don't hurt me. Don't beat me down like a. I'm sorry. This However, it's hurt. just a reality that we all have to face. That this the gonna, Nats... this this playoffs is going to sting, and you know what? It's it's going to sting. Like I have such low expectations rolling into these playoffs for the Nats. They they might even win the World Series because I have such low expectations. 
It's crazy. Go ahead. Play your... No, it's cool. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. No, no, no. I wasn't Keep going. That. That. No, it's okay. It's okay. Let's move uh, Let's move to the oh, AL. He doesn't want me to feel bad. Let's move to the, uh, to the American League where Red Sox... Clinched yeah, in a in an odd it. way at, at Yankee Stadium, yeah. but that's not the interesting. That's not the interesting story here no. in the American League race. Of course, it's the it's the wild card. No. Yeah. Toronto is currently leading uh, one game ahead of the Orioles, who are also leading one game ahead of the Detroit Tigers. So this last week might as well be a little, you know, playoff appetizer, if you will, Scott. It's like a little junior wild card because these teams are duking it out. The one thing that upsets me a little bit, Baltimore playing Toronto right now. Right? This is this yeah. is their final series right now. Detroit, okay, it's they're fighting for that team. last spot. You know who the Detroit's playing? I don't. Playing Cleveland Indians who have already clinched. So because they've already clinched, guess who is playing for the Cleveland Indians? Where she goes. Bunch of minor leaguers, man. So it's just it's weird the way, the way it works out. It's the weird the way it works out where, you know, the Orioles and the Blue Jays are duking it out you know they for don't that do wild that on, card you don't spot. Do, you know they don't do that on purpose. Like, who, who does what on purpose? Like the, the schedulers. They're not like... They, they oh, no. Of, oh, no. Just, of course that's not. That's just the way it should go. Course, that's just why baseball is you know the best sport ever. The interesting is, is the Baltimore rotation going into the playoffs. And I know there, there's some interesting moves around there. Who starts game one? Gosman? Uh, well, if we're looking at September, and uh, this is weird because this guy has been in and out of the rotation, even I mean. up and down from major leagues to minor leagues, Ubaldo Jimenez. He starts. He starts a wild card game. He well, he very well might. Tillman. So wow. Tillman has been their guy. If it wasn't for Tillman before been, the All Star no. break, they would not be here. But he's been hurt. His velo's been down. Control's been a little bit wacky. Um, uh, he started a game yesterday against the Sox. He didn't get the win, but he looked really good just as far as his location because the velo is down. But his previous two starts before yesterday, you know, an inning and a third and an inning and two thirds. Like not what you want from your, from your ace, man. but that injury messed him up a lot. However, it's just an, oh, man, it's an awesome race between, between the Blue Jays and the Orioles and then Detroit. Right behind him. Um, and then the guy pitching for Detroit, was supposed to pitch for the Detroit Tigers today, Daniel Norris. You know his story? Yeah, he blew that van or something like the that. The van man. Yeah, the van man. It's cool. For anybody who doesn't yeah. know, he's a pitcher for the Tigers. He got traded to the Tigers uh, last year from the Blue Jays. And in the offseason, the guy lives in his 1978 Volkswagen microbus. The little, the, you remember the mystery machine from yeah. Scooby Doo? It looks yeah. like that. He toodles around, and that's that's where he lives. Apparently, his hobby is photography. So he okay. drives around the country and he takes pictures. And I just think it's pretty cool. And I heard this story. I'm not sure if this is true or not. I heard a story that he only allows, each week, he only allows $500 from his contract to be put in his savings account. Yeah. So it's, he's making he's making a thousand bucks every two weeks from the Detroit Tiger. I don't know where all the other money's going. The guy, the guy obviously, bucks. he's only set it up more. with his little with his whatever private account uh, or whatever okay. to where five hundred dollars gets put into his every savings paycheck. account. Yeah. yeah. So a week, 
um, you know, which is peanuts for a major league yeah. pitcher. Just yeah. a cool, just a cool story. Uh, someone to keep your eye on, especially yeah. if the Tigers end up getting that second wild card spot. Let's hope they don't because I want the Orioles to get in there. Um, Toronto, whatever, do with them as you may. I'm sick of watching Toronto. Mets are going. What do you think about the Mets? They're going to make it. They're going to as of today. They're going to make it. So it's Mets and Cardinals as of today. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it's Mets and Giants. Right. Mets and Giants. That's well, the Mets starting pitching has just completely imploded. Yeah. Just completely imploded. Is They're it just I think on. it's just Syndergaard now who is DeGrom's done, Harvey's been done for quite Cologne quite a while. Cologne is Big Sexy's still there. Oh, Syndergaard's not Syndergaard's there? Syndergaard gone. had like strep throat or something. No, He's done man. for the season? You sure? Cinder, I'll have to I'll fact have to check that it. one. Fact check that one, Lester Holt. No? No. Cologne is gonna start in the in the wild card. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's big sexy right there. Yeah. Um you know, eighty nine proud you know, eighty nine max eighty nine mile proud. I was gonna say Cologne's gonna start in the wild card, Syndergaard's gonna start game one. Yeah, yeah, Syndergaard isn't he's not down for this. He had strep. He missed a he missed a start last week, but but he yeah. should be good to go. But yeah, Harvey, your dark knight or whatever the heck they called him, done. Um, DeGrom done. I guess Matt's is still in there too. Right. Matt's should be should be interesting. I predicted last weekend. Let's keep it moving about the biggest Mets story, though. Who cares if they make the playoffs? Biggest Mets story. What do you got? Oh, Tim Tebow, man. Tim Tebow? Port oh, St. Louis? Timothy Lucy? Jesus Tebow. Okay, what about him? What do you mean, what about him? <laughs> you, you, if you're a sports fan, you've, you've you, heard about Timothy Tebow Bombing one to left center. Ding dong. Not only a bomb, but when did he Oppo hit it? Oppo boppo. When first he, pitch. First pitch, first at bat. Oh, of his get out of here. Tim Tebow. How many home runs is it going to take for Tim Tebow to make the postseason roster? Uh, None. Zero, because he can't make it. Right, he can't make it. <laughs> it's all good. But, you know, what's going to bend the rules? You know, Bud Seal and uh, Whatever. I'm yeah. sure Tim Tebow is happy hitting ding-dongers against... That's 18-year-old. Oh, he's softball. But come on, man. He had a home Well, run. I wouldn't call it softball. It's a 91-mile prior <laughs> fastball at his letters. I can hit that... Sh- you can't hit 91 no, mile per hour fastball. You I'm cannot kidding. hit a 91 mile per hour fastball. That's the 91 mile per hour fastball. By the way, that is the average velocity of a major league pitcher. 91 miles per hour. I also couldn't win a Heisman, and I couldn't beat the Florida Gators. He did that? Yeah, yeah, he did a lot of stuff. It's funny. It was funny. His swing though, and watched him round the it was bases. Horrible. Did you dude, see him hustle out of the box, dude? Yeah, he hustled. Did you see him hit that, and then he just like, like yeah, hustled he, out of yeah, the box. Oh, yeah. Everybody's cheering though. I think even the, the other team was giving him a hand. And like, what is that? His boys came. What Whatever. is That's that? That's right. That's okay. He uh. It looked like he hustled out of the box. Like he hit a single, and he's like, "Oh, it's gone." Like. That's Tim Tebow. That's a fat guy home run. That's Tim Tebow. Do you want to get into uh as we wrap up MLB? Do you sure. want to get into uh rookie of the year? Your possible rookie of the year nominations. If you're if you're the you guy, got stronger, you got a stronger opinion. I mean, um, I, my I, brief overview is I legitimately think that Gary Sanchez, who has hit twenty homers in forty something games, fifty fifty something games. I'm sorry, um, deserves the Rookie of the Year. 
I do. Such a small sample size, though, 50 games. It is, but the way he's been doing it is crazy. Yeah, and he's been throwing guys out. He's no schlub behind the dish. That dude is a catcher. But just to just to give you five years past, the, so 2015 American League Rookie of the Year, Carlos Correa, 99 games, 22 bombs. Hit 279. 2014, Jose Abreu, 145 games. Yeah, hit 317. That's consistency. Yeah. 2013, Will Myers, 88 games, sort of, you know, smaller, but that's just over half of an actual season. 293 and 13 home runs. 2012, of course, Mike Trout, 139, 326. Unrealistic, okay. 30 home runs. Um I just don't think don't fifty. Know, I just don't think fifty games is enough. Who, who for, else? What's the next closest guy? Though? I'd like to see. A, I'd like to see a pitcher actually take it in the what, American League. What's the guy? Michael Fulmer, Detroit okay. Tigers. What's, what's the stats? Eleven and seven, three point zero six ERA, strikeout uh, to walk. He is one thirty two, hundred thirty two strikeouts, forty two walks, and he. You know what? He's <sighs> sa- he's. You know what? He's a huge reason why the Tigers are in the spot that they're in, Scott. Wasn't for that okay. guy. He, and and I think that should be taken into account. So who's your rookie of the year then? For the American League, Michael Fulmer, because of numbers and then, you know, carrying the team. Okay. They're in the, they're in this spot because of a lot of that guy. I National would say League. Gary Sanchez, but go ahead. National League, and you probably agree with me. Yeah. Turner. Trey Turner. Center he's, fielder he's slash toss, shortstop right? slash yeah. everything. He had he's the so, most valuable player. So seventy games, also a small sample size, hitting three forty. Yeah, twelve insane. bombs, but sixty eight stolen bags. That's and, insane. And he was that driving force behind the Nationals since the All Star break. Yeah. If it wasn't for him in that leadoff spot, the Nats wouldn't be there. Very similarly to. Michael Form Michael Former on the bump for the Tigers. Yeah, like you can't just. I feel like you don't just look at the numbers, but as far as them carrying a team, especially in the postseason, that has to be taken into account. So my guys, Trey Turner for the Washington Nationals, Michael Former for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Any thoughts? No, that's that's pretty fair. I would I would change uh, Gary Sanchez and Gary Sanchez. That's okay. Fair enough. Too small of a sample size for me. Fifty okay. games in enough. And to end. The MLB discussion, I think, to, to cut it off there, I think we to take a bit on um, Jose Fernandez. Um, I don't think we need to to touch on anything that needs to be said politically um, or about his death. Um, it's horrible what happened. It's horrible. Horrible. What horrible. Happened. It is horrible what happened, and I don't. I don't deny that. Do you think? I'm going to sound like a bigot for saying this. Do you think all the media attention is happening because he was so good? What? I'm saying saying that honestly. Do you think the amount of media attention that Jose Fernandez is getting, and sadly he deserves to get the media attention because he died horrifically. Do you think... The immediate attention that Jose Fernandez is getting is is deserving. Is oh, it? he well, well, yes, but not, I mean, not just because of his talent, which who knows what he could have been. He's the best pitcher Marlins ever right. seen in a while. He, you know, he came up when he was twenty years old, died at twenty four. But again, but 
dying at 24, I think, you know, just seeing a young star go, that's, that, I mean, that, that, that that's, does, ri- that's, that's, that's horrible. That I mean, that's terrible. 24 years old. And just the whole idea of not knowing what this guy could have been because he was on his way being, I'm you know, gonna, to, be, to be an eight, eight. I'm going to take it. Superstar. I mean, yes. He I was a superstar. Agree. There's one name that stands out to me and I was almost more shocked about this guy than and Jose Fernandez is Oscar Tavares. You don't even know. I mean, who knows who Oscar Tavares is? Why don't you tell us? He was the the guy in the Cardinals who died in a drunk driving accident. He he hit the home run the the year before the Cardinals made the playoffs. He, and then he ended up beating the Met the Nats. I'm sorry. Um, the the next year. He died in a drunk driving accident, and nobody talks about him. See, people don't even know who Oscar Tavares is. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's because Oscar Tavares wasn't that good, baseball-wise. I mean, he was the same upbringing as Jose Fernandez. Um, He was Cuban. He came overseas, and he had a mediocre baseball career, but he had a big home run. Um... And nobody really talks about Oscar Tavares, but everybody talks about Jose Fernandez. And this kid was 23, 24, 24 when he died. Um, I, there seems like to be some some false sympathy for a kid that has died um, too young, and he has, and it's it's very sad. I just have some reservations about feeling bad. Um, right yet if does that make sense i'm sorry i'm sorry if this is coming off like insensitive it's i mean it's horrible when when anyone dies sure. so young no, no matter no sure. matter what they're doing no Especially matter if they're a baseball player as no life, matter as much life as jose fernandez had and as much passion he had for the game right um we had to talk about it because it happened and it was like I got the ESPN alert on Sunday morning. I was like, oh, my God, Jose Fernandez died. But, like, is there something else that needs to be needs to be talked about? Is there a bigger issue here? I don't think that issue needs to be talked about yet. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I mean, we can all mourn, and the Marlins can mourn about their friend being being killed. Hey, man, that... Yeah, it's tough. Their, it is. That was their guy, and I know firsthand about how that how that hurts. But like, we we need to just there needs to be a moving on point, and I don't think we've gotten over that. And I don't know. There, there's some there's something different. There's something different that's changed. And I get him being a great baseball player and a lot of promise, but let's. Let's honor him by moving on and playing baseball. Because there's a lot of people that died in 9-11. There's a lot of people that died in other places. And we moved on playing baseball. Sure, it's a constant. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. uh, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and I haven't rationalized it yet. But there's something different. Okay, rationalize it, and we'll get into it um, maybe a little farther out from from when it's happened. Um, the Marlins go on to actually uh, play the Nats last weekend of the season. So maybe we'll get more news on it 
this weekend. Maybe. Maybe develop more thoughts on it this weekend. However, we're just going to go ahead and move away from baseball and then on to, uh, you know, just elsewhere, elsewhere in sports. I think the other, the only other one that we need to touch on um, that's the big news in sports is honor, honor, I'm sorry, on, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me right now? Give it, give it, Arnold Palmer's death, I'm sorry, I'm, wow, that's bad, that's a, that's a tongue twister, um, Arnold Palmer's death, I'm sorry, rest in peace, brother, um, he's a professional golfer, 84 years old, um, he was the best ever, um, that some people considered, um, he was loved by many. Um, he wrote letters to, to kids and there was, there's not many people in the world that can say bad things about Arnold Palmer. And there's not a lot of people that can say bad things, um, that can't say bad things about people in sports nowadays. Mm, that's true. Um, and Arnold Palmer was one of them. Um, everybody loved him. He's beloved by all. Um, it's sad to see him go. He died of old age. Um, bless his heart. Um, but that's that's a more sad story. I think we go from Jose Fernandez, you know, who's, who's a sad story, um, who died too young, to Arnold Palmer. And I said it right this time, and I didn't butcher it. Even though people are going to give me crap for it later. <laughs> oh, God. But um, it goes from a sad story to a not-so-sad story to a to a man who moved on at his time and who will be loved by by many, by many golfers um, around the world. So, Yeah, we, we, we lost two incredible athletes in the same weekend. However... I think, as all athletes would agree, that those guys would have wanted us to move on and, and, and get excited about other areas in sports. Uh, so let's get excited. Perpetual sports talk. Let's get excited. Let's get excited about college football. Okay. This weekend, baby. What do you got, Scott? Who are you excited Ooh. for? Oh, You tell hey, me. Who's not excited? Who's not excited for the biggest game in, in, college, in college sports this week? Louisville, number three, at Clemson, oh, dude, number about, five. I was talking about Texas A&M versus South Carolina, which I'll be at this week. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> little SEC game. That's great. I've never been to an SEC game, but nobody's watching that one because everybody will be watching Louisville, number three, at Clemson, number five. This is a Heisman matchup. Lamar yeah. Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It is a Heisman matchup. Whoever loses this is probably out. Both of these so. teams, both of these so. teams are in the running for the college playoffs. Now we're getting hyped up, baby. The loser is gone. I'm saying it now right now. Hyped. Whoever loses this game is gone from the college football playoffs. Whoever loses this game is probably out of the ACC championship. Ooh. That's right. That's right. This is a battle of the ACC. Ooh. It's a battle of the of the top rankings in college football. It is a battle of the Heisman's or the possible Heisman candidates. This is an incredible game. And if you're not watching this game, you're crazy. If you're at it's, in Columbia and watching South Carolina, Texas, what, two two o'clock or one o'clock on Saturday. Eesh. Yeah, it's an early game. It's an oh. early. No, it's not. It's not an early game. Three thirty. 
It's not an early game. Louisville, Clemson. That's an eight o'clock, isn't it? Is For it sure. Prime time, baby. Prime time. For sure, Louisville. Louisville she... at Clemson is a. I mean, that has to. Yeah, that's an eight o'clock game. That's All what right, I think. sir. Um, it, it. I mean, it has to be. I'm sure that's where that's where game day game day is going to be. Wow. Uh, Clemson, and it's and it's huge. Let's get it and, going. And they're two undefeated teams. Yeah. They're both four zero. Um, looking to elsewhere in the United States in college football, Wisconsin. Miss, that's it, baby. Wisconsin, it. Wisconsin, number eight at Michigan, number four. Pretty much the same stakes right here. I think whoever loses this game, automatically out of the college football oh, playoffs. Yeah, I really I mean, do. I really do. I don't think true there's not teams, there's not the there's not the highs. That one win looks really bad unless you are an SEC team. You can make the playoffs and you know as with one loss as if you're an SEC team. However, you belong to the Big Twelve. It's a little bit different. Okay, um, Michigan, Dude, Michigan, Wisconsin, man. Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State got. Crushed, yeah. absolutely Whoa, crushed by that? Wisconsin. I mean, last week. Oh, yeah. and not just by not just by Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who was led by a redshirt I freshman, Alex Hornbush. State, they got stopped. It was the smart pick, but man, you picked wrong. Well, of course, that's that's what betting does for you. And when Scotty picks wrong, you yeah, know we play. I don't know. That's what we they play when me. when Scott I picks love something it. wrong. I love it. But yeah, Wisconsin beat uh, Michigan State really bad. They're looking to go, so they're playing at the Big House at Michigan. At the Big House, little, little, I I feel like that probably is going to play um, a little bit of a factor. It's, it's going to be it's going to be pretty so who, big. Who do Michigan, you got? Who do you got? I'm going to go with so both undefeated teams are both four yeah. zero. Who's the teaser? Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I think that I think that lefty quarterback oh, embarrasses no. the Michigan Harbaugh's. All right, what do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet on this game? What do I want to bet on this game? I'll bet you. I don't know. I'll bet you the next six pack. Okay, we week. can do that. That's you I'll know, bet that's you the next a solid. Week. I'll take Harbaugh. I'll take the Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Michigan. Harbaugh and the Wolverines. Over over Wisconsin, who again is being is being freshman. led by a redshirt freshman quarterback, Alex Hornbrook. He's a lefty, and I'll I just Harbaugh, apparently baby. apparently he's awesome and a heck of a guy, heck of a leader. But man, it is it's not it's not pretty watching him throw a football. That whole lefty throwing a football, it's just not, there's it's just something it, there's just something weird about it. Right. There's something weird about it. Right. The only lefty who ever looked good throwing a football, his name was Michael Vick. Okay. That's Tim Tebow. I mean, what's their lefty who looks good throwing a football? Dude, Byron Leftwich, man. Oh, Byron Leftwich. Another running quarterback. <laughs> Another running quarterback. He didn't have to throw. He was a runner. <laughs> this kid has to throw. You like that one? You like Byron Leftwich for him? That's, that's really, that's really There's pull. No <laughs> that's, that's a huge pull right there. But... <laughs> So Wisconsin, Michigan, they're both undefeated teams. <laughs> Louisville, Louisville, Clemson, both undefeated teams. Those are certainly the big, the big matchups this weekend. Something that you probably want to talk about is Stanford. So this is so getting the last week, a little bit of leftovers, some weekend leftovers, Ooh, baby. Uh, Stanford over UCLA. Burn, baby, burn. I love it, man. I love it. I can watch Ryan burn. 
You watch know. Ryan Burns um, throw a uh, fade in the end zone to uh, to uh, to beat UCLA, and then we got Stanford Washington, who he rolls into into Husky territory uh, tomorrow night on Friday. Well, yeah, Friday night tonight game. if you're listening. If you listen uh, on Friday, um, that's gonna be a great game. I think it's seven versus ten. Washington's ten, Stanford's seven. It's in Washington. Um, I don't know. I'm just rooting for my boy. You got I'm Stanford, for my boy. I, of course I do. With McCaffrey do. there in his back pocket, he's uh, dangerous. Uh, of course, he threw for 130 yards and still won the game. I mean. Uh, I love the, I love the guy. So you know what? I can't pick against him. I never pick against him. Um, well, let's roll, baby. Let's let's roll tree. All right, he says. Stay, let's so roll stay, tree. Let's roll tree. So Stanford over Washington. You heard it here. Um, probably not the only people picking picking Stanford uh, for tomorrow. Other big stories in college sports. LSU firing their head coach Les Miles. Yeah. You know, I you know, it, so he's had this come. He was on the chopping block last season, but for some reason, this just doesn't. You know, and I don't follow at LSU, but this just doesn't sit right with me. The guy, you know, led LSU to be an SEC champion in two thousand seven and two thousand eleven, and they won the whole thing. They won the national championship in two thousand seven. Been there for twelve seasons. You know, lose a couple games. And then he's gone. That's just, you know, that's, I guess that's the reality of sports. Um, Nick Saban, also, you know, Saban always has, you know, whether you're a Bama fan or not, Saban has some pretty good press conferences. And he just said, you know what, that's the world that we're living in in college yeah. sports is that yeah. you're on the chopping block all the time. Sports, man. Uh, so Les Miles is gone. You have a um, bad QB no. and you can't make up for it. Yeah, it's your fault. Another so so another firing in the in the world of college football. Really? Notre Dame fires defensive coordinator Van uh, Gorder. Eh? Um, and not you know Kelly. All right, you know, Catholic boy. No, it's a big. I mean, that's a big story. They allow so so Notre Dame's defense has been has been bad. Uh, first of all, Notre Dame is one and three this season, which for Notre Dame that just doesn't happen. They've allowed fifty points. 36 points and 38 points in their three losses. Thank good. And so obviously obviously Van, Van Gorder's gone. But my question really is, is how long does Kelly have? If this happens, they're just going to keep going to the top. You know, Kelly's their boy. But they, uh, and, well, it's ironic that Charlie Weiss can last as long as he did. He's, he's still getting paid. They the cream of the crop. They just keep paying top dollar for the next best head coach it's the again it's it's recruit Saban said that it's the you know, it's the world that we live not, in and it's not the head coach it's not the head coach it's the infrastructure they build around them and so it's the players at, no no it's the assistant coaches it's their staff and it's the way they treat them so then why does Les Miles get fired and because he, I mean he didn't have a good I mean I'm not I'm jumping to conclusions here obviously but he didn't have a good offensive court. I mean, he might have had a good offensive coordinator, but then the quarterbacks coach was shaky, and they didn't re- they didn't recruit well or whatever it was. I mean, it could, I hate to jump to conclusions because I know these guys mean well, and they just probably bet wrong on the wrong 
18 year old and that sucks that really does suck because your job depends on that and then as less miles your job depends on your offensive coordinator whose job depends on their quarterback coach whose job depends on their scout whose job depends on their high school coach telling them that this kid can be the next division one sec quarterback you know, so that, that's the line. That's a lot that of passing goes. of the buck, though. That's a lot of it passing is. of the buck. Someone's just got to man up and say, hey, this is my job. This is my fault. And it seems like people it, just is do it? that for them if you're, if you're a coach. But when you're Nick Saban, I mean, I, I keep bringing on Nick Saban because I have a lot of respect for him or or any Division One. um yeah, Chashevsky. It's easier in basketball because you have less players. But you bring in these kids that you've trust your assistants and you've trust your scouts and you trust your strength trainer and you've trusted everybody going up and you built this infrastructure around you. And I'm not saying Les Miles deserves to be fired because he does because he hasn't built the guys around him, but he doesn't because it's not really his fault and he's not out there blocking and tackling guys. Um, it's just the world we live in. And will this next guy be any better than Les Miles? I mean... Well, we'll see. I mean, that's that's the thing. So if he's right. not, then it's almost like the firing that? was in vain. Is that what they're expecting? Is... Well, if you're LSU, you're expecting to be in the national championship every year, which is yeah. why Les Miles is fired. Yeah. Um, and it's... I mean, it's just the same thing with, with Notre Dame. You know, what if Notre Dame goes in next game and lays a big old goose egg? Uh, I mean, their defense has been awful, and Van Gorder is the head of that. However, you know where does you know where does that where does that where does that chain end? You know what are they trying to solve by just replacing? You know, it's just you, you want immediate results, right? You want these yeah. you want these immediate results, and and it's not just college football; it's all sports. It is. It is. You want the, you want to blame someone? You know, after one after after one. Poor game. You want to put all the blame on someone, and then you want to, and then you want to pass it on. And that's, that's a. Why I would never be a college fucker. Well, and that you know what you know that's especially apparent in playoffs. The NFL playoffs. The NFL. Yeah, that's right. Talk about immediate yeah, results. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to the NFL. Yeah, getting into NFL, oh, Scott. Baby. NFL. Here we go. We have five, five, count them, five undefeated teams. We have the Broncos, the Patriots, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Ravens. The Skins did not make the list. Five teams, and and three out of those five teams, rookie quarterbacks. That's pretty cool. The Broncos, Trevor Simeon, the Patriots had Garoppolo, then they had to move to Jacoby Brissett. The Eagles, your boy Scott, your favorite. Eh. North Dakota State University, Carson Wentz. Respect. A lot of respect. He's a smart guy. And so I just maybe wanted to talk out of those five undefeated teams, maybe who you think is the true like the real deal, and maybe who have you know, who who's lucked out. Who do you think? Um, Who's the best of the undefeated? I'm gonna give you the best is the Patriots. Why? I think that's a no-brainer. They're the best team in the, in the NFL right now. Okay. Um, but why? Bring Tom Brady back. I mean, come on. They're only gonna get better. Tom Brady <laughs> come coming on. back. Um, it's only proving my point that Belichick 
came before Brady. That's right. The, the chicken, chicken came before the egg. Before the, the Bella egg. chicken right. came before the egg Brady. Only proving my point, brother. Um, but no. Brady's coming back. That's an yeah, easy that, number one. They'll just continue to get better. They and might not lose all season. easy number five in the Ravens, actually. Okay. Flacco's all... Uh, I never, I never trusted the Ravens. Really, I think they've just, you know, they're just the Ravens. Hung in and just been the Ravens the past uh, few games. So they, they've won a few close games, right? And I don't know. So that's one to five. Okay, fill in the rest. I, I would, agree, I would actually agree. Fill with in the rest both with those. rookie quarterbacks and, and everything like that. So, I mean, I think the Eagles have been amazing. I mean. Wentz has been incredible, and I'm, I'm glad to see the new um, cream of the crop rise to the top. Um, I don't think we've had, a, like, rookie quarterbacks like that since, I mean, Luck and uh, RG3. I, mm. I want to choke on that. RG3, huh? Nah, no pressure, no diamonds. No pressure, no diamonds, baby. <laughs> that's going to... Oh God, that hurts me to say, but Luck has been the last... Um, yeah, but you know, they've been trying to compare Carson Wentz to Luck. Carson Wentz seems to be a little bit smarter. And me personally, whatever ethos I have in the realm of quarterbacks, I think Carson Wentz can move around the pocket a little bit better. He's an athletic guy. He is fast. And again, it's that idea, you know, he's he's coming out of North Dakota State rather than Stanford. Like, he's hungry. You know what I mean? This is the biggest stage he's ever played on. You know, Luck was used to all that stuff when he was a rookie. He was playing in front of, you know, 100,000 uh, people. Maybe not 100,000 people. But up the, you know, NFL NFL attendance record, sure. Carson Wentz, no. And I think that's awesome. I think there's something to be said for, for that. Being, being a rookie quarterback, you know, again, sort of. He was put in an abnormal situation, and he's taken advantage of it. And now they have a bye week. So they are for sure... Absolutely going to be the only, as of right now, there will be they'll be the only undefeated team next week. That's a that's yeah. an absolute guarantee. The other guy, they aren't necessarily a guarantee. They can still lose. Yeah. They're, I mean, playing some cupcake teams, but they can still lose. Um, and not to mention their defense. Ten points first game. Uh, you know they were playing, they were playing uh, the Giants. You know, uh, fourteen points second game. Uh, again, playing the Bears, you know, three points, three yeah. point. They allowed three points against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Super Bowl caliber team. Three that points. Crazy. That was crazy. I mean, that's they, they've allowed the they've allowed the Philadelphia Eagles have allowed the fewest points out of all five undefeated teams. If that's anything that you want to compare it to or, or harp on, that's a realistic stat. That they've allowed the fewest points, their defense right. fewest points out of any, of any undefeated enough. team. So I would so so like you, so I would yeah, put Patriots and then I would, I would put Patriots Eagles. You know that's great. I'm a Skins fan, NFC East, but I think the Eagles are right up there. Um, Broncos, you know what they were supposed to be the you know Von Miller and the the, the crazy defense. They've allowed they allowed twenty points first game, twenty points second game, seventeen points third game. You know, and so, I just don't think that that's that you know that that crazy defense that we were that we were hearing about. So real quick, I don't think we need to move in deep into the Redskins, um, but we're gonna win this 
this Sunday. So we're just complete. Let's just change. Let's just let's change. Just, let's just move. Let's okay. So move. back. So no more undefeated teams. Let's go on. Yeah. Let's, let's go. I mean, that's what we really need to talk about because I really want to talk about Wentz and the Redskins. I think we talked about the undefeated teams in the NFL. Okay. I mean, there's yep. the, the one and twos, the two and ones, all those garbage teams. Well, skins are one of the one and twos. No, and that's what I mean. But I'm saying we need to talk about as, you know, if we ever want to be reputable radio hosts in the future, we need to talk about the Redskins and we need to talk about the biggest storylines. Okay. So we talked about the undefeated teams going on. So we need to talk about the Redskins. All right, let's talk about it. So, you, you know, what, what's the game going to look like this weekend against the Browns? We don't win. I mean, I said this last week. If we do. <sighs> it's the same emergency gotta win game. The NFL is so unpredictable. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. And, you know, I'm, I would never bet on that. For sure. And it's like, it's, it's unpredictable like the Carolina Panthers can be freaking one and two. <laughs> but you know what? The Skins can go two and two, baby. That's so how unpredictable it back, is. Are we back as a Redskins fan? Are we back to being like, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. The Skins fan, the traditional Skins fan, yes. It's it's super, super volatile. Uh, unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of fans still ride in uh, Kirk Cousins. Not a lot of people trust him, even though those same people were saying, give him the long-term deal and three weeks into the season, oh, play McCoy. Even though... Kirk Cousins has just just under 1,000 passing yards for the season yeah. in only three weeks, which is which isn't leading the NFL, but it's really really close. It's just behind Drew Brees, who is leading the NFL. Okay. Now, granted, it's because they pass 75 percent of the time. They don't trust Matt Jones with the ball, running back. They don't trust Chris Thompson with the ball in the red zone. Instead of going to those guys, they do that lousy fade. And they are the skins are three for fourteen in the red zone. That is no good. And granted, it, a big part of it is because they don't trust the run game. They want to do that yeah, lousy well. fade. They want to let like it was you know last game against the Giants, the the play right before you know the controversial play right before halftime, six seconds, and they ran a play. Cousins extended it by trying to run out of the pocket. He gets tackled, and then. No more time to kick a field goal. Whereas he could have just tossed Ooh. it right out of the end zone, kick a field goal. Horrible. But it's plays like that. That's why they're that's why they're three fourteen. If they can trust their run game, which to me, at the beginning of the season, Matt Jones absolutely not. He can't hold on to the ball. He's slipping everywhere. He's, he's injury prone. Give me an over under seventy five rush yards next game. Seventy five rush yards. 75. Over. Right. I think they're going to go to it a little more. I think so. Last week they were about seventy-five percent passing, twenty-five percent running. I think they're going to get it closer to sixty-forty. At least I would like to see it about sixty-forty. That'd be nice. I would take the undie on that. Really? They're not going to trust Matt Matt Jones at all. No, they're going to throw. But they're not successful in the throw, red zone. Throw, throw. I mean, they're not three for fourteen. That's they got to change something. Yeah, you think they're going to? You know what? That's all in the Redskins. That's it is the Cleveland Browns. Away. It is the Cleveland Browns. I don't know, man. We're not we're not sitting for an office, so I don't know. I think the so I think just you know moving on to totals, I think the skins win an ugly game. I do too. by a touchdown. I think it's an ugly game by. I think it's a. I think it's like a twenty-one fourteen. Yeah, by a touchdown. that's bad. 
Um, That's bad. Ugly game, but you know what? An ugly win is better is better than a beautiful loss any day. You know what? A 21-14 game does not leave a whole lot of room for Dustin Hopkins. Uh, their kicker. Figgies. He's perfect. He's perfect for the year. What a guy. Figgies. What a guy. Dustin Hopkins. And not only is he perfect, Tressway, the punter, thrown 40 yards to, I'm going to say, save the game. Last week against the Giants you to convert that. for that first down. That, that was, was really cool. Yeah. That was so cool because you know what? The skins never do anything like that. And that was awesome. They had that in their back pocket. Oh my gosh, Tressway. I didn't even th- I didn't even know it's punters could th- I didn't even know punters can throw that far. Of course he I can't throw that far. I'm not a, forty yards. I don't think I can throw a football forty yards. Yes, I don't think so, yes, man. Almost half a football field? Yes, I'm not liking my chances there. If I'm punting, you, know, we'll you put out, Tressway in. We'll go out to a football field next week. We'll, throw we'll see. We can go out to the practice field it. right over here. Um, something, something holding I the Redskins back. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries this uh, this past weekend. Uh, D Hall out for the season. Um, Lichtensteiger, their center. He has a oh. calf strain. He's out. I'm, I'm not sure. He's a couple no, weeks. No, he is. He is. He's out. For a it's season? Just, Did you hear season no, with Lichtensteiger? No, out for a few. And we'll see. They, they, have a whole new, they have a whole new offensive line, and they even brought in John Sullivan, who hasn't yeah. played center in two years. The he played Vikings. for the Vikings. So we'll see. You know what? They're making moves. They're adapting, and I like that. I like that the skins are you able to do that. You can adapt around the offensive line, though. You know, you can throw quick passes. Yeah. If the res- if the if Kirk makes the right decisions and the play play well, call is called, yeah. and see, they're playing the right defense. A lot of moving parts. You've just said exactly. that's a lot of moving parts. And mean. again, they're playing the Browns, which you know, thank goodness they're playing the Browns. And if not- he's unsuccessful, is it the offensive line's part fault? Is it the Play caller's fault? Is it Kirk's fault? Is it the center's fault? Yeah, it depends on what kind of fan you're Pre-snap, asking. Pre-snap, is it? Yeah, it's just it's so many different things. If you're yeah. asking the Redskins locker room, it's anybody but their own fault, whoever you're asking. It's a bunch of finger pointing. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're the coaches. Poor Gruden, man. Um, but anyway, but so, back, so back to injuries. It, it seemed like everybody this week yeah. injured. Everybody. Jay Gruden saying, I mean, you know what? Across the NFL, too. Yeah, you know it's a tough guy, tough guy. It's it's you know getting into week week four, nitty gritty, uh, first quarter of the season. You know after playing a couple games, that's what that's what happens. Uh, but I don't know. It was just such an entertaining. It was so entertaining to watch the Skins play the Giants last week because you know what the Giants. Honestly, if you look at the numbers, Giants should have won that game. Oh, other absolutely. than you watch the other than game. other than the Eli three picks and the four forced fumbles that they luckily got back three of them, it seemed like the Giants should have won that game. But the Skins came out on top, and and like we said earlier, an ugly win beats a beautiful yeah. loss any day, no matter what sport. It doesn't matter what sport; a win is a win, and that's and that's what matters. Okay, so. Do we go anywhere else around the NFL? Do you want to do the world renowned Moving weekend on. appetizer? I can move on to the weekend appetizer. Let's do it. What Let's do you do got? It. What do you got? For, I feel like I went first with the appetizer Ooh. last week. You bring out your weekend sports potato skins. Uh, you bring out the potato skins all, first. Maybe. I'll bring out like the boneless wings with some ranch and some celery after Ooh, you bring I out I like blue cheese. Skins. I'm more of a blue cheese guy. First of all, if you like blue cheese, oh, that's Tommy. just disgusting. It's a fungus growing inside cream. It's disgusting. Amazing. It's ranch. It's you need ranch. 
Anyway, what do you got for your little weekend appetizer, potato skin with sports? What are we going to be analyzing next week, Scott? Great question. Well, I mean, I think the biggest What are you excited about this story, weekend? What are we talking about next week? That we're, ta- we're not talking about this week is the Louisville-Clemson game. I think that's number one. Okay. Talked a little bit about it this week, but, you know, I agree we, we with that. We already did talk a little bit about it, but I think that's going to be one of the leading stories going in next week. Um, what I think we're going to be talking about a lot about next week um, is playoffs and baseball playoffs. Um, playoffs? Wait, I got to find it. Playoffs? And Sean's playoffs? Looking, playoffs? There we go. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, we we're going to be talking about playoffs, um, whether it's wild card or the game one. I can't I can't really. But who are we out. talking about? Because the playoffs will be next Rotations, week. Rotations. No, but which about? team, Scott? Which the teams? Nationals, the Orioles. No, ki- the... okay. The or- now we're getting somewhere. We're talking about the Orioles next yeah, week, huh? The yeah, Orioles. They're not playing golf next week. They're they playing baseball. Tonight. They won tonight. Yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah. Even with the Jays, baby. It's a crapshoot, and then we'll see what happens. One game, and then the next game. It's just like, it's crazy. So, I think that's what we'll be talking about the majority of next week. It's Clemson versus Louisville. Debo Sweeney versus Lamar Jackson. And then the MLB playoffs. What else you got? I got a little Ryder Cup. You know what? No, no, no. Let's hold on. No, no, no. Ryder Cup after this. No. Oh, Ryder Cup. Okay, Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. So the Give the big me, so 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 the Give big story me. about about the so Ryder Cup is just a big exhibition golf match between the Americans and the Europeans. Yes, that is one country America versus a lot of countries Europe. Yeah. Um, Europeans not a whole lot of respect for the American fans, even though they're making a living here in America. Um, but there's a there's a little bit of fun today, a little bit of fun today. Um, Rory McIlroy uh, lining up for a putt, a little practice round for the Ryder Cup, and there's an American fan heckling big time. You can't make this putt. I can make this putt. Uh, they bring him out onto the green. Um, they throw down a hundred dollar bill. You can't make this putt. What do you know? American Practice. American fan sinks the putt, and everybody goes crazy. But the best part, you know, the European Roy McIlroy high five in this guy. Yeah, Justin Ro- D- D- Rose Rose high five in this guy. Oh yeah, and it was great. That was cool to see, and that doesn't happen anywhere in golf except the Ryder Cup. So, you know, am I going to watch the Ryder Cup a lot this weekend? No, of course not. <laughs> I think we'll. I think it'll be entertaining. You know, turn it on like between commercials uh, of whichever college football, whichever NFL you're watching, whichever MLB. Turn on within commercials. Have it there. You know, you hit the last channel. Have that loaded up. You're killing me. You know what I would have done in that situation? I would have heckled him probably. You know what I would have done? Four putted. You probably you would have four. I would have four putted too though. But that's not the point of the story. Is no, that this dude, guy? Dude, pressure. You miss. What, if he didn't make that putt. He would have four putted. If he didn't make that initial one, he would have been shaking in his boots. <laughs> oh, whatever. He would have he would have a three footer to to sink it. He would have had a three. He would have missed. And it wasn't a gimme putt. He would have had a three. That no, thing no, was no 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 no. That what was, was that seven, twelve feet. 
That was a um, maybe it was twelve. I thought it was seven. seven or eight. It was seven. Okay. That's not Let's just say That's not absolutely. It's not a gimme. It's not a. That's gimme. what absolutely. the pros make like gimmies, but he would have missed it to three feet, and I would have missed it again. Mm. And then I would have probably missed it again. Yeah, and that's and then they would have taken that hundred dollar bill from you. Of course. But that's what the Ryder Cup is. You that's know, it's fun. it's fun. It's fun. The crowd traditionally is pretty loud. They're not quiet like all other golf events. So turn that on between commercials with whatever. That's what I'll be doing. Whichever game I'm watching over the weekend, whether uh, it's college, you know, I'm turning on. I'm turning on the Ryder Cup few uh, between commercials. Um, other thing, gotta mention it. Commander in Chief, Commander in Chief Trophy, Scott. Air Force. Oh uh, yeah. Navy. This you weekend. think that's what's going to decide it? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been pretty evenly matched the past couple years. Uh, Navy won it last year. Uh, Air Force won it the year before, the year before that. And another cool part about it is that they're both they haven't lost yet, Navy or Air Force. So it'll be I, mean, I think it'll be some some good, awesome, yeah. awesome football. Of course, me personally, Navy's going to win it. Uh, they're going to be in control of the commander in chief. Yeah, well, Army lost last week, so it kind of hurt a little bit. Army lost to Buffalo. To Buffalo. Okay, so this is again the last of the. So you know, after this week, there will be at least one undefeated uh, service academy, and that service academy will most likely be called uh, the Naval Academy. Okay. We'll see. That's going on this weekend. <laughs> that that's going on this weekend. Um, Ryder Cup, watch between commercials, and obviously some awesome uh, baseball gearing us up for the playoffs. There's really, there's really winding down. You know, we're kind of in the middle. We're in the start of college football. We're at the end of end of baseball. Um, I think it'll get more interesting if you're a baseball fan. We're talking about a lot about the, the playoffs here coming on. Playoffs here. You know, yeah, I'm too late for it. I'm too late for it. They got. I played it enough. Um, but I think we're talking about a lot about the playoffs and. Yeah, it should be fun moving forward. Absolutely. It should be fun. It's only gonna get October October perpetual sports talk. Gonna that's be gonna be that's gonna be a heck of a month. That's gonna be, be a hot ticket. Best month in sports. So if please If you're listening now, you're one of the original fans and, and we owe you. You know, please, we owe you. Absolutely. Please come on back for our uh for our podcasts uh throughout October. It's amazing. Until then, Scott, you wanna take us out with a little tune? Yeah. With a little Scott's pick nope, for it? I don't. You don't want to take us out yet? I, you know, I don't even have anything ready to go, you know? That's I'm, right. That's right. We'll go uh, out just a, just a regular, no, just a regular know. goodbye. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, this is. That's probably my fault. That's know? okay. I'll, you I'll, know I'll what? Hey, what are we? hey, that's okay. We're, we're, yeah, we're time. right on time, time, right? It is time. Right on time. This has been, there you go. See, he's always, he's always going to save you. He's always going to save you. This is Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.